Hey, Prime members, you can listen to Men in Blazers ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the app today. Join Prize Picks, America's number one fantasy sports app with more than 3 million members. You can win up to 25 times your money by picking more or less. Download the app today and use code MIB for a first deposit match of up to $100. New game day shirt, boom, cash back. Food for the tailgate, boom, cash back. Even buying a round can earn you cash back when you use your debit card with Discover Cashback Debit. Everyone can earn cash back on everyday purchases. Look, in sports, it's hard to predict who's taking the W, but you know what's a guaranteed win? Discover Cashback Debit. Oh, and did I mention there are no fees, period? I'm telling you, this one is a real game changer. Check out transaction, eligibility, and terms at discover.com slash cashback debit. Discover Bank, member FDIC. You're listening to the Men in Blazers Media Network, Suboptimal Radio. Benzema is free, and here's Karim Benzema. Only ever one outcome. Benzema scores yet again. It's a brilliant counter-attack from Real Madrid. And they've scored five at Anfield. And you'll never walk alone. <laughs> you'll never... Oh, it's Rodge. It's Tuesday. An unusual night for us to commune, but the weight of the fixture demands it. And boy, did it not disappoint after the final whistle of Liverpool 2, Real Madrid 5. I crap you not. Let's read that again. Liverpool Football Club 2, Real Madrid, beautiful Real Madrid 5, a.k.a. Call an ambulance, but not for me. What a game. Real Madrid, essentially playing like Everton in white, in my imagination. God bless you, Mr. Carlo. And we are going to do it live. (laughs) We'll touch upon the comeback of comebacks, which is just how Sean Dyche tried to draw up the derby. Liverpool, essentially just a bunch of Scouts LA Chargers. What have we just witnessed? We'll also touch upon that scorching phenomenon, Napoli, their visit to Frankfurt. We'll take your questions on the fallout from Premier League weekend just past. A new manager at Leeds. And of course, ask your hardest, most poetic, big ones. Hit me with your best shot. Come up on stage because we're going to do it live here on AMP. And if you're with us on AMP right now, request a call in. We'll move you to the stage. If you're not here on AMP, do you even, Benzema? Download the app. The link's all over our social. Click the link on our social. Listen on our, your desktop. And you can always just listen by saying, hey, Alexa, play Men in Blazers. Obviously, only do that if you have an Alexa. I want to raise my third first bud of the day, though, to a beautiful moment. Yesterday, Watford Swedish midfielder Ken Seema scored a brace last night in the Hornets 3-2. Big win. Over Daryl DK's West Brom. That is not why I am mentioning him, even though it did lift the Hornets back into the playoff spots. What I'm telling us is Seema um, has since a child, he stuttered 
um, the broadcasters, because of his goals, asked him to come on and do the post-match interview, the post-match honours. And watching that man stand there with the television cameras on him live and answering the questions to the best of his ability as requested, watch it, find it. It's all over our social. It is such an incredible human moment. And to him, to Ken Seema, to his inspiration, his real courage. From that to slightly less impressive execution of humanity, let's start where we have to go. Merseyside, what the Champions League is all about. Liverpool, Real Madrid, under the crackling floodlights at Anfield. My brother, Nigel, he was there. Oh, that makes me even happier. So much history in this game. So much previous. So many storylines. Football that makes you feel alive. A repeat, remember, of last May's Champions League final. Oh, one Real Madrid won one nil. Um, and both teams have struggled since then. Rory Smith, my pod mate in European Nights, taught yesterday about how if Real Madrid were a beautiful garden, they appeared this season to be a little unkempt. And I did love, and they proved to be prophecy, really. Eduardo Camavinga's comments in a Sidlo interview, uh, which was released pre-game in The Guardian. He said, this is Camavinga. People think Madrid are dead, but Madrid are never, never dead. Hold that thought, dear listeners, as we begin with complete and utter misdirection. Liverpool fans setting the tone for this one. They fired off fireworks outside Real Madrid's hotel 2 a.m. last night. This one being played by CONCACAF prison rules. There's definitely a more poignant moment that I do want to highlight uh, when the teams came out and the Liverpool fans booed the UEFA anthem, a symbol of their disgust with the football governing organisation who have recently tried to scapegoat them, really for UEFA's own reckless organising outside of that Champions League final I just mentioned, where an independent report last week declared it was, quote, a miracle no one lost their lives. And hearing those boos, thinking about that pain, that trauma, God, modern football. At its worst, sod you, UEFA. But to the game, Liverpool, boosted by the fitness of their crap, Uruguayan Andy Carroll, Darwin Nunez, fit to play. And they were alive from the off. The crackling adrenaline seeping down from their crowd into the players, snapping into every tackle, charging into the press. Real Madrid could not settle. Huge night, it seemed, at the opening for 18-year-old Stefan Bicetic, who charged around as if he wasn't the youngest player in Liverpool's Champions League history to start a game for the Reds and instead was a seasoned warrior. Liverpool just seemed, after smiting Newcastle last weekend and an even bigger team, Everton, the week before, as if they had no fear. And it was Bicetic who started the move inside four minutes, which rattled Real so. He and Hendo sprung Salah, slapped a stunner of a cross. Do you remember this moment? If you watch the game and you're a Liverpool fan, does this feel like this happened 90 minutes ago? Or does it feel like it happened days ago? The agony is such. But he did found a charging Nunez. This was, this was a remarkable moment, which will be lost, which will be lost to the winds of time. Because Nunez leapt into the air. This happened. He flicked it with his trailing heel like he was auditioning for Riverdance. My God. I mean, this audacious moment, this 
the fact that he had this idea, this is what I'm going to do in this moment, never mind actually executing it perfectly, a finish which showed that Darwin Nunez has been properly trained in the art of wizard filth by one Bobby Firmino to even dare attempt it against Courtois. Courtois, the man who dominated Liverpool in Paris, such audacious mischief as it felt at the time. I think they say in Spanish, chutzpah, crap Andy Carroll, better even than the original Andy Carroll, and Liverpool were running rampant in that first 20 minutes. Klopp had said he just watched the Paris final for the first time this week ahead of the game, and he said it pained him that Liverpool did not, quote, take enough risks in little moments. We were not adventurous enough in Paris. And that was what felt different about the opening moves of this game. The risks Liverpool players took. First, Mo Salah in and out of a stunned Real Madrid defence. Then he charged in on Courtois, who'd been fed a difficult ball by Carvajal. Courtois, remember, he of nine saves in Paris. Heavy touch, then one off his knee. Suddenly, this giant turned into clown slapstick in swoop mode with a derisory laugh. Oh, a gift to a gent who, with the goal, became Liverpool's highest ever goal scorer in Europe. Some pedigree of footballers, by the way, he eclipses in that history. So Liverpool list, 42 goals for Mo and counting. And just remember this, in that moment, this is football. This is the magic of this game, of this tournament. It felt like a night of ethereal, let the ballads be written, lads, magic in Liverpool. Anfield, roaring, clock fist pounding, everything. I was watching on, you. I know you don't know this because I keep this quiet. I'm an Everton fan and I looked on and I thought of my brother Nige at Anfield and I felt jealous. Why do they have all the nights and we have to write ballads about our 1-0 win against Leeds? But remember Camavinga's words, people think Madrid are dead, but Madrid are never never dead, and the joy suddenly turned to ashes in Liverpool's fans' mouths as oh, 21 minutes, Vinicius Junior took that ball on the edge of the Liverpool box. Gent was surrounded by Liverpool defenders. I think there were three around him. Got him, lads! But no, Vinicius turned, span, Houdini'd a crevice of space from which he absolutely hammered, absolutely leathered that ball into the back of... Alisson's net before we could so much as move. Three straight Champions League games of a goal for him, and he's still just 24. Best junior since Soprano. This game, so drunk, and it was about to go up to cocaine bear levels. Out of nowhere, Gomez passed back to Alisson. Under pressure from Vinicius, decided, you know what? I'm going to crap my pants, slap the ball right at Vinny, and that ball span. Oh, the stadium went quiet as it flicked through the Liverpool air. Where would it go? Why are we asking? There was only one place it could end up in a game so truly insanity-filled. The back of that Liverpool net. 2-2. Every major goalkeeper in the world. Emmy Martinez, Courtois, now Alisson, turning essentially into Brad Guzan. Maybe out of sympathy for Nick Pope. And it's incredible to witness. Real almost made it 3-2 on the stroke of halftime on the counter. Dante Robertson diving full length to tow the ball away from Rodrigo, who was mentally already celebrating a tap-in. This was house of flying daggers football. But on the other side of halftime, it had no let-up. 
Real Madrid, set-piece, Modric banged it across the face of goal, Militao headed it home. How is he so unmarked? How is he so free? How is he single and ready to mingle and cause chaos? Ten Liverpool players in the box just watching him. And half an hour earlier, hadn't we just buried Real Madrid? Didn't we feel pity for them? They not only exhumed themselves, but they were born again and slaying. And it would get worse for Liverpool Football Club. Benzema rifled one in off Gomez, who was so hapless all game long and elected to turn his back to block a shot. If you're listening and you're a kid and you're a defender, never turn your back. The shot looked like it was going wide, to be honest. Poor Alisson stranded. Benzema would add a second because it's what Big Benz does on the counter. I mean, just so much joy on this counter. Fabinho just decided to, oh, I'm old. Um, there was a moment in which Vinny, the disrespect, just nutmeg Van Dyke. Why? Just because. And then Benzema just sat down, Alisson, slapped home 5 2. And I think it was only because the laws of the game in the Champions League declared that if Real Madrid scored six, They would get to keep the Boston Red Sox. that they decided not to score six. Liverpool were that bad. Tonight, they look just like Everton in red. And I've got to say this. I'm old enough to remember when Liverpool were 2-0 up. Reds fans in the chat, come up on stage. Come talk to me. I take no pleasure. I I know you can tell from the tone of my voice in any of this. At James Art, they tweeted us, Liverpool, the Atlanta Falcons of Europe. At Mikey B3457, one of my favorite Mikey Bs of the nearly 3,500 here on AMP, in the chat says, <laughs> Rog sounds more excited than if Everton won the English Premier League. Can I tell you how sad and pathetic I know I sound? I really said to my kids when I ran in to start AMPing, I was like, this is it, that the Champions League is like the most thrilling thing to witness for Everton fans and our team is not even in it. I haven't been for years. That is the true pathos of this moment. I am aware. I am aware how small I am. Just a small, tiny, bald bastard. And this was just astonishing fair. I honestly, I didn't want this game to ever end. I looked over at my kid, second son, Bear, and I was just like, mate, I don't want the 90 minutes ever to be over. This is incredible. Liverpool, their vulnerabilities that we thought had healed. Now exposed again, Fabinho looked out of gas. Mistakes often and everywhere in that back line. This was Liverpool's heaviest European defeat at Anfield. I mean, I say we saw a fortress sacked, I imagine. You know, if you think of fortresses, I only know them from the movies. I wasn't alive in ancient times when fortresses were a thing. But isn't that what we watched together? A fortress being sacked. And I've got to say this. If it was any other club than Real Madrid, any other club, it would have felt staggering to witness Liverpool leap this many at home in such an epic game. This was no Aston Villa 7, Liverpool 2, which just felt like a weird little aberration. This this felt seismic, this game. But Real Madrid, when things are unfathomable, when things are just ineffable, often you just explain them by saying, Real Madrid, in the same way, Just Chinatown to Jack Nicholson, unexplainable, but understandable by virtue of it being Real Madrid. This stat, Jurgen Klopp has lost five of his 10 Champions League games against Real Madrid. This was before kickoff, more than against any other opponent. Also before kickoff, 
Klopp had lost that Carlo Ancelotti more than any other manager before this one. Four times in there, seven meetings. I mean, chalk up another L to both of those stats. God bless you. I miss you so much, Daddy Carlo. Oh, and there's 90 minutes more to go in Madrid. On Twitter, at Heshon tweeted us, best day of the season for Everton fans. That is truth. Honestly, best day of the last decade. Truly wonderful, truly pathetic in equal measure. One other quite substantial piece of Liverpool news. Today, John Henry, Liverpool's principal owner, confirmed Fenway Sports Group is not looking to sell the club. He may feel a little different after uh, this game. Um, instead, they're going to look for outside investment. Um, they brought on the bankers, Goldman Sachs and Morgan Stanley, um, and they're going to try and bring on some investment, which means they either want to keep it well, there is a theory, and those of you who are bankers, I'm obviously not, they sell just a little bit of a percent to an outside investor to prove the true value, working backwards of the, the, the investment that they take for a small percentage of what the club is actually worth, which Manchester City did a couple of years ago too. We will see what happens there in tonight's other game. Oh, Napoli, just a footballing joy. Travelling to Frankfurt, another footballing wonder. Frankfurt coach... Olivier Glasner had said pre-game that his team, and I love this, he said, my team are hot like chip fat. Hot like chip fat for the game against Syria, runaway leaders, Napoli. Hot like chip fat, the name of my next mixtape, which is about to drop. And the energy in Frankfurt rocking ahead of kickoff. The Germans just reveling in their team's odyssey and the chance to match up against perhaps the most informed club team in Europe. Kavara missed a penalty, caught in a Kevin trap. He can't get out because we love you too much, Napoli. But order was restored within minutes. Victor Osserman, the Nigerian sensation, bailed out his teammates, finishing from close range on the counter. Sweet, sweet ball played across by Chucky Lozano, who's truly thriving in Napoli this season. 20th goal of the season for Big Vic, tying his career high, but in only 24 games. And the only thing more impressive, perhaps, than the rate at which he's scoring is that he's also overcome the curse of Rog. Because, hey, Vic Osserman was the big story in this week's European Nights podcast, presented by Paramount+. Plus. The great Rory Smith went deep on Osserman's journey, and it's an incredible one. From the outskirts of Lagos, Nigeria, youngest of seven siblings, he grew up alongside the African continent's largest waste-dumping area. And is now on the brink of bringing Napoli their first Scudetto in more than three long decades. It's an incredible story, the Osserman story. I'd encourage everyone to listen to that European pod, uh, Nights podcast. Things went from bad to worse for Frankfurt. Randall Coley Muani saw red for a nasty, nasty challenge. Napoli took full advantage. Fine team goal, cunningly finished, rolled home by Captain Giovanni Di Lorenzo. Napoli will return to Italy with a 2-0 lead for that second leg. As Rory said in the aforementioned European Nights episode, having a player like Vic Osserman and a fair wind gives you a chance of everything in this season. Slightly surreal thanks to the World Cup Champions League. God, I'd love to see Napoli win it all. Two words to you, Napoli fans. Oh, Madonna! In other Premier League news, I'm going to take your questions in one second. So much manager carousel. Chelsea continue to brief the press that Graham Potter's going nowhere. Um, the Telegraph said today that they had 
from a senior source around the board, whose name may be Bod Tolley, I don't know. They said the message to Graham has been to put on his tin hat. I don't know why I'm doing this in a crap American accent. Let's pretend it is Bod Tolley. The message to Graham is to put on your tin hat and fight through it. I, you know, if it is Tom Bowley saying that, I genuinely believe he fully expects Graham Potter to actually turn up for the next game in a tin hat. The tin hat was my idea, he'll say while briefly looking up from his phone at the next game against Tottenham. God, that's massive. Leeds today announced Javi Gracia will be their manager until the end of the season at last. That would be Qatari Stars League winning manager Javi Gracia who places his R in a slightly confusing way for people who struggle to speak Spanish anyway. God bless. A great return. You will remember him perhaps briefly, fleetingly, as a Watford head coach, cruelly sacked, um, I believe, um, after leading Watford to the FA Cup final, staving off relegation with them. Um, He'll succeed the legend, Jesse Marsh. Um, the leader said to still cover Andoni Raola, currently manager of Spanish underdog High Flyers, Real Vallecano this summer, hence the short-term contact. Gracia's first game will be at home to relegation rival Southampton on Saturday. Oh, I'm not wishing ill on Leeds, but defeat would leave them bottom. Oh, God, I hope Javi Gracia speaks good American. Come on, you American boys. I will say, watching Leeds struggle to find a replacement manager, perhaps that's why West Ham have started to unbrief the press, um, which they did originally, that they would separate from Moyes if they lost to Nottingham Forest on Saturday. I think they're now realising that it will be a struggle to identify a suitable replacement for the Dower one. Just keep turning up at the office, Moyes Iyer. I know you listen to this podcast, Davey. Just keep turning up at the office like a Scottish George Costanza. Nothing can go wrong. By the way, nothing more concerning than an unbriefing involving David Moyes. And men and Blazers, we like to believe more is more when it comes to football. Less Everton are playing, in which case, oh, less is always more. But one thing you can do to enhance even the Everton watching experience is to visit the GFOPs at Prize Picks. They're America's number one fantasy sports app. Test your skills on prize picks this season. It's the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. If you've got the skills, you can turn $10 into $250 with just a few tap, tappity taps. Mostly just picking what categories you want Everton players to disappoint you in and smashing the less. thing I love about prize picks is, is how simple it is to use. They're now offering Apple Pay for quick and easy deposits into your account this soccer season. No more ferreting around in your wallet for that security code on your credit card that the computer never saves. Download the app today. Use code MIB for a first deposit match of up to $100. That's promo code MIB. Price picks. Pick more. Pick less. It's that easy. It's Rog here to tell you about a product that I simply adore. It's been a long-time staple in the Bennett refrigerator. Stoke cold brew coffee always bold always smooth yes that is the very same stoke as in the mighty wrexham fortress known as the stoke kairas or the stoke Racecourse, wrexham afc's home they support it they support football which is just one great reason to love this coffee it is my go-to enjoy during the football calendar essentially 
the opposite of Everton. And you can check out their full lineup of 48-ounce cold brew products, something for everybody, from light to dark roast to seasonal favourites in a refrigerated multi-serve format. I tell you this, as someone whose blood type is now officially Stoke Espresso Blend, have the coffee house experience in the comfort of your own home and do it now. Stoke Cold Brew Coffee. And be sure to follow Wrexham AFC. Big love to all at Stoke. Courage. We are going to take your questions without any more ado. Remember, if you've got a question, request a call in. We'll move you to the stage. Just stay muted until we call your name, at which point use your finger to click that little red button atop your avatar to unmute. Come be with us. Can only have five people up on the stage at one time. We will get to you. First question. Oh, it's the mighty Evan four eight eight. Come on, Evan, my favourite Evan. Five hundred there. Tell us where you're from, Evan, and what's your question? Hey, remember, I'm from the. My name is Evan from the sleepy northern town of Spain. And I gotta say, for the uh, Liverpool fans, you know, twenty years ago, I became an Everton fan when we made it to the Champions League, got knocked out by Villarreal in the summer. We didn't even get to the hall. <laughs> so for 20 years, I've been thinking, I'll finally make it. I'll finally make it to Goodison. And this January, when I called in, I got a little tipsy off Spanish wine. And I said, you know what? I got to go. So I was at the Leeds game this past weekend. First time in England. <laughs> Evan, I'm going to myself. I'm going to mule you to every single home game. We have explained now the unexplainable, how Everton won another Premier League game in my lifetime, which I honestly did not think I would see. So thank you, you gorgeous human being. What's your question? I want to see a PSA. I want to see a PSA, though. So you know how you talk about all the uh, the USA cities and you say how great they are? Yes. I got to say something about Liverpool. The Please. most wonderful people. Everyone calls you love and darling. I think most of them actually mean it. Um, <laughs> breakfast all day, which is awesome. And goose ale, I could drink for months and still never get a hangover. And also, if you go to the Abbey, as an Everton fan, you'll be welcomed with open arms. Wearing my Duncan <laughs> Ferguson jersey, I walked in. <laughs> it was perfect. <laughs> Evan, you're a beautiful human being. You still sound like you are. You're still high on those ales. And I will say Budweiser are yeah. also available. But it is. It is an incredible footballing town. You know, the British Tourist Board should hire you, Evan. It is an incredible moment. And by the way, there's a, so many notions are flowing into my head as I hear you. I mean, the, the first one is that when Liverpool play, and I've said this before, um, the Liverpool Tourist Board, I met with them last time I was home. They said they have three days of business in that city um, from the thousands of tourists who travel to Anfield to worship at that footballing cathedral. And I made the mistake of asking him how much, um, you know, around an Everton game, how much tourism uh, there is. And he said, it's about five minutes either side of uh, the opening kickoff and the final kickoff. So it's like, th there's definitely a difference well, the, in scale. The Abbey, the Abbey was full for two hours, three hours beforehand. It's a pub. It's in Liverpool. <laughs> of course it's full. But it is a truly welcoming um, environment. It's a football-mad environment. It's become truly um, just a joyous pilgrimage site. And I do, I part of me wishes that we could just get GFOPs from across America, take them on the trip and go over together. Hearing your joy, the memories the that you all make. So nice. My God. They, I yeah, mean, they did. That Liverpool so nice. thing. I love you. All right, love. All right, Chuck. All right, mate. All right, darling. 
Um, yeah. Evan, I'm honestly also part of me is glad that you survived to tell the tale. I'm raising <laughs> my bud to you, you beautiful human being. Um, just savor those memories that you have forged, and please, God, uh, we'll have more. And you know, this is it. This is the fight for me. I, I'm not being funny, but like the Leeds win was so significant to me because part of me thinks. I may never see an Everton win in the Premier League again in my lifetime. This is where we are. We are in the seasons of our life. God bless. We're going to bring up another great GFOP who I know. No laughter, no jokes. I feel his pain. I do know this gentleman from his social media. I know how much he thrives with Liverpool in great moments. I know how much he feels pain and just the agony of defeat. It's a joy still for me to welcome up. At Joey Duda. Come on up, Joey, mate. Remind us where you're from. I am so sorry for you tonight, Joey. Hey, Raj. Ah, uh, it's okay. Uh, I'm still in Massachusetts. Still supporting Liverpool. And, oh, my God, I can't believe I relived this with you again. Um, yeah, uh, I felt every human emotion possible. And uh, when I go to worship at the altar of Anfield in May, I'll, be very, I'll forget it all. But uh, the fireworks didn't work. So what will work to kill this dragon? Like, should we do food poisoning? I don't know what to do. <laughs> what do we do in the big book of spells? Do we go to the food poisoning? I will say it was, it was, it was, it, there's, there's many incredible things, Jerry. The fact that Liverpool fans were doing the fireworks thing, which I will say, um, it's a very small thing to do. It's a very small club thing. And I'll say that because Everton fans have been, Obviously, doing it a lot recently. And I look at when Everton fans do it, I'm like, oh my God, has it come to this for Everton that we are letting off fireworks outside the Southampton team hotel? And then I'm like, yes, it has come like this for Everton. We are a small team. We are a desperate team. This is what we do. To see Liverpool fans do it um, is truly remarkable. Um, there was so much misdirection, Jerry. And this is why I feel for you and all Liverpool fans tonight. Look, as a neutral, which I'm obviously not, I'm not even going to pretend it, but <laughs> if you are a neutral, <laughs> listening, the best thing about sports is that, well, there's several best things. The misdirection going into this one, you know, where that storyline was Klopp saying, thank God this game was not four weeks ago. We would be very frail, but you were swaggering in a little bit. Yes, you'd beaten the patsy that is Everton Football Club, swatted us aside. I mean, just we were mobile, but to go up to Newcastle, that's a bloody good result. And to then go 2 0 up, take us to that emotion if you can, Joey. I'm not probing for your pain, but I am probing for your pain. When you were 2 0 up, what did that feel like? Was it just like, God, ecstasy? I can't believe the joy I'm feeling. Raj, when the first goal went in, when Nunes did his little, you know, tap dancing yes. move, I screamed, and my wife was like, What are you all right? I'm like, oh. I, I guess I sound like an old lady when she falls. I was, it was amazing. And then Salah, and I was like, oh my God, we could win. And then, no, it was all taken away from me. I imagine that's how you feel when you watch Everton. I was like, how do you get no, there's no all, there's no, no, Joey, there's not, there's not, there's not, because there's no all to take away with us. We kick off. You know, our teeth have already been kicked out. Well, we've already on the floor in the recovery position. There's no all to take away. And that was really the, just by the script writers, the incredible misdirection here. They didn't just allow Liverpool, and you've t- you, this is Real Madrid again. This is our dragon. This is this is the giant who just we are never able to bring down. And to allow Liverpool to 
to go into that 2-0 lead, by the way, with two different ecstatic goals for different reasons. The first, again, forgotten in the sands of time now. No doubt, no one will be talking about the Nunez goal, apart from Nunez, in 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 a couple of weeks' time, do you remember when Nunez took Real Madrid down with a cheeky bastard foot? No one will remember it because of the pain of the final score. But then the second goal, equally ecstatic, and for very different reasons, because it was that bastard Courtois. He's broken. He's <laughs> broken. We've broken him with our noise and our fury. We brought him down to size. The giant has been chopped down. They're trembling. And for them to just snap back up to life like The Undertaker, this was this was WWE crap, wasn't it? It was, but, you know, the Celtics in the 80s, they used to turn the heat off in the opponent's locker room in the winter. The hotel staff would not give them food, the opposing <laughs> team. So I think we need to employ those type of tactics. <laughs> if we, the only thing that will make this better is if Real Madrid gets to the final and lose to Napoli. That would be the only thing that makes this worth it. So, Can I just tell you one, two things, Jerry Duda? Because you're a beautiful yeah. man and great humor to engage with me in this moment with this spirit. There's two things I want to say. Number one, Liverpool definitely are bedeviled by Real Madrid, but I am bedeviled by Liverpool. And I would not be surprised if you have another night. I mean, you got another bloody night for the WhatsApp group, the Bennett WhatsApp group. Where Liverpool go into Madrid, three goals down, and just a night that began so perfectly, another corner, and it ends in another corner taken quickly. I would not, I would never, I, I always say this, never write Liverpool Football Club off. But Joey, you said it all in your opening, that when you go to Anfield, you, you know, you will forget it all. And ultimately, I'm going to say this to you. I think that's what's amazing about sport and amazing about football is that ultimately we can forget it all. We can live again. We can walk away from the wreckage. And believe me, I know this better than anyone as an Everton fan where there's so much wreckage. It's quite wonderful that sport hurts us and it does. It pains us. It's an agony. But never enough that we can't forget it and move again. So much wreckage, but we live. We leave the game, please God, with as many limbs as we entered it um, and just go again. By the way, um, so much wreckage, whatever that is in Latin, should be on the Everton Club crest if we survive next season. Just that we should, The Everton um, motto is nothing but the best in Latin, which is just utter bullcrap. Honestly, who are we kidding? And I mean, it was in the 80s. It's not now. I would like to have a motion at the next Everton annual general meeting to change our club motto to so much wreckage, whatever the hell that is in Latin. God bless. God bless Joey Duda. Call in any time, you gorgeous human being. Let's have on oh, at Andre. Oh, come on up. Tell us where you are, Andre, and what's your question? Hey, Raj. Um, second time caller, but long time listener. I'm from uh, not so sunny Southern California right now. Um, my question has to do with um, Napoli. Are they the people's dark horse this year for the Champions League? Oh, I hope so, is the, uh, is the answer. I really, really hope so. They are phenomenal to watch. They are fearless. Um, just the, the run and gun, high-speed, kinetic football, just the idea of their football, their overwhelming football, 
Um, they are an absolute delight and a thing of wonder. And it is the big question hanging over the Champions League, as we've seen today. You know, the English clubs dominate football so often correlates with the financial bottom line that the teams bring into it. But this World Cup is just um, turned football on its head and has really seems to have created a crevice of hope in this fan's heart anyway. That's someone out of the always teams, the, the normal, the just the, the hegemonic um, um, powerhouses can lift. And when you look at who it could be, you know, you've got to think. And again, we talked about this with Rory on the podcast that we taped yesterday and released this morning. Now, if you are Napoli right now, looking at your form, they've kind of locked down um, the Scudetto so they can kind of rest up a little bit. I think, what is it, a 15-point lead, an 18-point lead? Um, and just focus. They have that luxury, that liberty, that wonder um, of, of focusing on this. And my God, um, soccer at the elite level is not on any given Sunday. Uh, but I have a feeling, please, Lord, um, this Champions League really, really could be. And Rory, uh, Rory Smith says um, that it helps um, that the big boys are really down in the same way as Arsenal are living their best lives in the Premier League, that the traditional big boys are down and that there's no kind of clear-cut evident winning. You know, Bayern Munich are vulnerable um, you know, Chelsea, so deeply self-inflictingly vulnerable. Uh, Liverpool, as we've seen tonight, just, uh, I mean, Barcelona not even in it. PSG, just an utter, utter clown car. And please God, please God, this could be a year when a team outside the normal can just roar and absolutely roar. Are you asking because you hope that's the case? Or are you asking because you fear it? Oh no, I'm I'm definitely rooting for them. I've I'm from uh, my family from Campobasso, which is right outside of Naples. Um, so I've I've always had a special place in my heart for them. And um, watching Maradona and then now Cavaradona go up and just attack defenses with no fear is just something special to behold. So I just have a special place in my heart for them, and it's it's really exciting to be able to see what they've been able to put together. Can I say? There's a few things I would rather do um, than be in Napoli on the day when oh. that team seal that Scudetto that night. You know, I, I'm averse to huge gatherings. Just not asked about most huge gatherings. I couldn't have no time for them. I'm not, I can't stand New Year's Eve. It feels like just a, a commanded performative happiness. But my God, mm-hmm. to be in Napoli on the day... They locked down this Scudetto, that joy, that sheer collective memory, that tradition, that history, that proud identity. Oh, it will be it will be a hangover that will last until the Roman Empire returns and it'll be magnificent. Enjoy your football, you beautiful human being. During Dell TechFest, score game-changing innovations with limited-time deals on select next-gen Alienware gaming tech. New dimensions await with advanced gaming systems like the Alienware M18 laptop powered by an Intel Core 
i9 processor featuring awe-inspiring visuals, liquid cooling, three-dimensional audio with Dolby Atmos, and impressive overclocking potential. Your dream setup, amazing prices, and free shipping await you for a limited time only at Alienware.com deals. That's Alienware.com deals. New Year's is now in the rearview mirror. By now, some of the excitement about our New Year's resolutions may be dying down, much like my excitement for Chelsea Football Club as we get further and further into the season. If you're looking for performance apparel that can help give you the extra push you need to keep up with your health goals, Viore has you covered. Viore creates incredibly versatile and comfortable active wear designed to look great in everyday life in and out of the gym, or in my case, on or off the tennis court. Plus, Viore is 100% off offsetting their carbon footprint by offsetting 100% of their plastic footprint from 2019 and beyond. They are utilizing better sustainable materials for their products, empowering your best active life. With Viore, you can feel good about the things you buy and also how they are made. Viore is an investment in your happiness. For our listeners, they are offering 20% off your first purchase. Get yourself some of the most comfortable and versatile clothing on the planet at viore.com slash MIB. That's V-U-O-R-I.com slash MIB. Not only Will you receive 20% off your first purchase, but enjoy free shipping on any US orders over $75 and free returns. Trust me, go to viore.com slash MIB and discover the versatility of Viore clothing. These questions come in thick and fast. I want to make sure we've got time to take them all. That powers, come and be with us. Tell us what your question is. Tell us where you're from before that. Hi, Raj. It's Paul from Massachusetts. My voice is blown out because having risen early and worked out, I went to my local Liverpool bar to scream and yell. And uh, Quiet 70 minutes, though, right? <laughs> 2 up. We were in ecstasy. We were in the promised land. We were in... Uh, yeah, we were just in heaven. And Describe then, the scenes uh, first. Describe the, which bar are we at, Powers? We're at the Phoenix Landing in Cambridge, Massachusetts. Oh, a little, uh, a little bar in Cambridge, as they call it. And we are we are a beer and a half deep, and we yeah. were screaming and yelling and inventing new chants for Darwin Nunes. Yeah, and I then mean, like, did, the, did anybody did anybody shout out as you hugged each other, just looked in each other's eyes, poured beers on your heads? Did you all say, nothing can go wrong now, lads? Did anybody say those words? Please say them. I actually had the conscious thought when Vini Jr. hit that right-hand strike. Oh, he's good for one or two. And then... Did you say that out loud? Did you say that out loud? I I whispered it to myself. And then I I watched as Real Madrid scored what it seemed like every 10 minutes for the rest of the game. And uh, it's just despair. All life is suffering. Yes. We're trapped in this cycle. Yes. I have no words for anything. And, uh, and I barely sang We'll Never Walk Alone. I, I barely <sighs> sang it. Read Tim Ibsen tonight. Or read Jude the Obscure. Read a really miserable novel. It's just you'll really appreciate it. Even if you've read it before, you'll get new depths of the of the human condition it's i i I don't wish this upon you um yeah the older i get i was speaking to speaking to um an arsenal massive arsenal fan who runs a massive arsenal podcast today 
And I was just, I was talking about how the older I get, the more I realize, you know, I just wish well on everybody. I really do. You know, if you, you know, I said uh, the, the tribalism, the parochialism, the locality of football, because I'm Everton, Liverpool have to be crap. I'm like, no, you know, I do admire Jurgen Klopp. I do, you know, I look at what Jordan Henderson has done with real admiration. I look at Alisson and I do, I admire him. Um, Mo Salah is, uh, I mean, he falls over a lot for a human being, but I think he's, I think he's a phenomenon. Just his story, it's just. So I was saying how much I try, you know, Arsenal. I do, I admire them. Phenomenal, um, you know. Stan Kroenke, don't miss, uh, is my mindset at the moment. I'm so delirious. Um, having said that, which is big-hearted tonight, it was fairly astonishing, and I do feel your pain. Um, mostly because it was kind of like, I imagine being at a bar mitzvah where it suddenly turns into a funeral out of nowhere. And so paint the picture for us, Powers, because you did so beautifully about those first delirious 20 minutes. No one can take those 20 minutes away from you. Um, what was the last 70 like? Well, my my real thought about the game is that Darwin's signature move is going to be that backward heel behind his left foot. He's done it three times now. And for the rest of the 70 minutes, I was just praying for another one of those. With each with each too high cross, too low cross, too shallow, too deep, I prayed for another Darwin. And when he was subbed off for, for the uh, magician Bobby Firmino, I then prayed for Bobby's dribbling. But yes. it's it's the nature of a soccer fan to pray when it's uh, when it's clearly all done. And uh, that's, that's, that's just... the truth. That's it. Only takes a second to score the goal, said Ivor Bennett, my dad. And I used to believe, even when every time we're getting hammered 5 0 as a kid, I'd score with five seconds to go. I saw, I remember, I've said this story before Liverpool beat Everton 5 0. Ian Rush scored over and over again in the derby. It was an agony. We listened along on the radio, and I turned to my dad with, uh, you know, into injury time. We we're 5 0 down. I said, My dad had always said, it only takes a second to score the goal. And so I said to my dad, Dad, it only takes a second to score a goal. We can still get back into this one, can't we? And he just looked at me and goes, Don't be so bloody stupid, Roger. But I do, I love that eternal hope. I think second leg, 90 more minutes football. I love your description of Nunez. I mean, maybe his problem is he's only looking for the acrobatic goal. Like he'd done his flick and he was then looking to do his next strategy, which was to fart the ball out of his anus from great distance. And that was all he was looking for rather than the simple dribble with it or shoot it. And Bobby Firmino, the same. All I'm going to do is no look it. You've got to have a bit more variation in that second leg. Uh, look to it, just shoot it calmly, normally, like a normal human being. Um, and things can go better. I definitely wish they do. And I'll tell you this, I used to work, my first job in America, I worked with, um, with homeless gents as a, a welfare policy advocate. And I'd spent a lot of time in homeless shelters in Chicago. And there was one homeless shelter where they'd let the, the, the gents, it was freezing, it was like minus 20 or whatever, and they'd let the gents every night choose a video that they wanted to watch. And every night, the gents would watch, they'd always choose to watch the same movie, which was Die Hard. Um, and they'd watch Die Hard. And all they liked to do was watch like the first 20 minutes where Hans Gruber's taking over. And it looks like the baddie's going to win. And essentially, 
society, the societal order, law and order were about to be overthrown. And as soon as the um, the power balance changes and Bruce Willis starts to gain the upper hand, they always turned it off. They liked the movie to end where Hans Gruber looked like he was unstoppable. I always really admired that. That was their version of Die Hard. Their version was really the first 20 minutes. And in the same way, Powers and all Liverpool fans have your version of the game, that that delirious first 20 minutes where you're in your pub in Cambridge with your mates, looking at Darwin Nunez with wonder, looking at Mo Salah and his 42 European goals and the capitulating Courtois. Savor those memories. Turn the game off. Turn the game off on 20 minutes. Walk away with your heads held high, 2-0 up. Godspeed, you Hans Grubers. One more call tonight. That was beautiful, Powers. Thanks for being with us. Come be with us any single time. Last call. The honour goes to the great Schmeg164. Oh, remind us where you're from, you beautiful Yinza. And tell us what your question is. Hello, hello. I'm Megan. I'm from Pittsburgh, uh, home of the World Cup champion, Megan Klingenberg. <laughs> <laughs> I always love to start with that. We share a name. I mean, come I love on. it. I love it. I love, by the way, I love that you do that. That's just an incredible, and it always has to be that way. It of always has to, and yeah. never change. Tell us where you are and what your question is. <laughs> okay, so uh, for to start, I want to say big ups to Cesar Azpilicueta. He got kicked in the like forehead this weekend, and he's doing okay. So, you know, Thank big courage to him. Yeah, Indeed. but I wanted to ask a fun question. So. You know, based on the goals and the footwork that we saw today, who do you think would be a better dancer, Vinny or uh, Darwin Nunez? That is a question coming from an incredible place. And the answer is obviously James Tarkovsky. But what's your take on it? Oh, for me, I I don't know. I think it's got to be Vinny, but... Like because he dances after his goals anyway, but I don't know. Now I could be, definitely be convinced that Darwin is a better dancer. He, I don't, I, I've never, I don't know if I just don't pay attention or what, but that was incredible. It was. He is just, he's the crap Andy Carroll of dancers. It is, um, it is a question that is one of football's greatest tactical. Uh, debates that's going on at the moment. I th- and you know what? I think the answer is probably oh, oh the answers. The answer to most questions of these is Matt Turner. But based on the frequency with which they score goals, Schmeg one six four, we're going to have to say Vinny um, Darwin. Maybe the guy at the wedding who's got one set of moves. He always just wants them to put on the funky chicken, and after that, after smashing that, he's got nothing left to give. That is how we think about Darwin Nunez tonight. He was, he's the guy at the wedding just shouting out, but on this is how we do it by Montel Jordan. But on this is how we do it. I've said Vinny, Darwin may be better in the moment with his moves than Vinny. Vinny has, Vinny's got many, 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 many moves. Vinny can dance all bloody night long. And I do, I, I admire so bloody greatly what that footballer is doing in Spain. Uh, at Real Madrid. Real Madrid is a crucible of pressure. Um, the greatest footballers. You talk to talk to Gareth Bale about 
what what life is like in that Real Madrid locker room, that Real Madrid city. You talk to you know the English players went over there and just the culture shock that they got in terms of the expectation, the lyrics, the craziness. Later on, then just the unfathomable, uh, multiple, um, horrific moments, racial uh, abuse that uh, he has received. Um, across the nation, and yet he keeps delivering and he keeps dancing. The dancers of Vinny Junior are the most beautiful dancers. They're of a man who laughs at, laughs at those who mock, those who deride, those who cut with hate, and fuses with his, his brilliance. I've got to tell you, Vinny can smash anything, anytime, any place, in my regard. Big, big love. You're right, big love to Dave um, out of hospital. And please go back. That was truly, as per the quest, a sickening moment. Um, and that is that is it for the night. What a night. We go again tomorrow in the Premier League. Two cracking ties. We are spoiled. We are spoiled with all that we are witnessing. And I want to end with a shot of Jägermeister, the balls of human emotion in a shot glass, really to the wonder of this tournament, the Champions League. Real Madrid, a team, Jamie Carragher called them lucky last uh, season. I mean, it was almost like they'd heard Jamie Carragher pre-game. Lucky this. I mean, they played so well for like 10 minutes altogether um, in winning uh, the Champions League last season against Liverpool, a team that could have won it all apart from switching off for 10 seconds in the final. Tonight they met the lucky team, just steamrolled their opponents so emphatically. And the Champions League, just the single most thrilling, never, ever take it for granted. Before we go, quick reminder of everything happening at MIB World Headquarters, starting with our European Nights podcast, which covers every big storyline from this week's European competitions all the way through Thursday's Europa Conference League clashes. I cannot wait. God, Barcelona, Manchester United. And talking of Thursday, got a very special pod, special dropping with Jeremiah Freitz of the Lumineers. A really wonderful conversation on creativity and on football with a gent who is proper, proper Juve. It's Weston McKinney's piano teacher, for God's sake, that I interviewed. Give it a listen. And then this Sunday, it's the big one, our John Oliver mid-season review on TV, on Peacock, in which we sift through all the big storylines from the Premier League campaign. We'll drop Sunday morning, I believe it will be live. They always say 2 p.m., but I know it's up Sunday morning, bright and early. Do not miss it. It's a joy to be with you every second of the day. But I've got to say, tonight, of all nights, this has been magnificent. It's Rog giving you all big, big love and wishing you courage. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to Men in Blazers ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Or... You can listen ad-free with Wondery Plus in Apple Podcasts. Before you go, tell us about yourself by completing a short survey at wondery.com slash survey. Yo, Trey. Yeah, Kevin, what's up, man? I was just thinking, what would have happened if Drew Brees didn't fail his physical with the Dolphins and ended up playing under Nick Saban in Miami? There's a good shot the Finns establish a dynasty. Tom Brady and Bill Belichick probably don't become goats, and Tuscaloosa doesn't become the center of the college football universe. That's a butterfly effect for real. Hey, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier. We're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that 
that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Intercepted at the goal line by Malcolm Butler. Sorry, Marshawn, still too soon. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus.